Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 221, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome back everyone. I hope your weekend was filled with lovely things, but we're back. It's a new week. It's week number 45 and we are ready to go. Oh, we sure are. Hi everyone. Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin the Friendly Curious Cow. So Marvin, did you have a good weekend? Uh, Well, it was pretty rainy, Dave. So yeah, I, I probably watched too much TV. Oh, I see. Yeah, my mom says I'll turn into a cow potato. Oh, do you mean a couch potato? Oh, no, Dave, no. I'd be a cow who just sits there and never moves. That's a cow potato. Yeah, it has nothing to do with couches. Okay, I see. Well, Marvin, it is another Monday. Another recap day. Are you ready? Oh, always, Dave. Yeah, jingle, please. What have we heard? The Bible said, let's remember, it's recap day. Okay, so we've a lot to get in there, Marvin. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Creation and the fall, then Noah, then the patriarchs and God's covenants. 400 years in Egypt and then Moses. We had 10 plagues, the Passover, then 40 years in the wilderness and the 10 commandments. Joshua takes him into the promised land, then came the judges and Ruth, and then came the kings. Saul, then David, another covenant, and then Solomon builds the temple. The kingdom splits, Israel falls to the Assyrians, and later Judah falls to the Babylonians. Daniel and Chums in exile for 70 years before Ezra and Nehemiah and others return to rebuild Jerusalem and the temple. Yeah, then 400 years of silence. John the Baptist and Jesus are born, angels, shepherds, wise men in Bethlehem. Uh, Jesus grows up, he's baptized, he's tempted by the devil, and he calls his disciples. Turns water into wine, he cleanses the temple, he heals people, he casts out demons. Talks to a Samaritan lady and Nicodemus, he argues with the Pharisees about healing on the Sabbath. We saw that he was more powerful than a storm, than thousands of demons, and sickness, and more powerful than death. He met Elijah and Moses up a mountain, and in the temple he announced, before Abraham was, I am. More teaching parables called Lazarus up out of the grave, and saves Zacchaeus. He rides into Jerusalem on a donkey, cleanses the temple again, and goes up against the Pharisees, teaching there every day. Phew, well done, Marvin. And just seven more of those to go. Yeah, no one recaps like us, Dave. Okay, well, let's get to our reading. Now, we're in the last few days of our big countdown. And like we said in the recap, Jesus rode into Jerusalem. He cleansed the temple. He's staying in a place called Bethany, but every day he goes back to Jerusalem. And there he's teaching the people and the Pharisees are coming at him in every way that they can think of, just trying to come up with some way that they can trap him. But as we saw last week, they can't do it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Now, we haven't talked about this, but Jerusalem was just jam-packed with people from all over Israel because it was the time to celebrate the Passover. So the Pharisees, they actually get together and decide, right, we're going to arrest Jesus and we'll have him killed. But because the crowds of people there liked Jesus and thought he was a prophet, they decided that they wouldn't do it just yet, just in case the people would turn against him. And so they think to themselves, we'll do it after the feast is over. Okay, gotcha, Dave. Now, meanwhile, Jesus has just come straight out and told his disciple that the Son of Man will be handed over to be nailed to a cross. Okay, wow. Yeah, so we really are getting close. We are. Now, boys and girls, just so you know, all the things that happened in this week, well, the Gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, they're not actually that worried about what day these things happened on. So they tell us that they happened and they tell us the order that they happened, but they don't always say, well, this thing happened on Tuesday and then this thing happened on Wednesday. So some of these things, we don't have it absolutely 100% nailed down what day they happened on. 
and that's just because what day it happened on really isn't that important. But right now we're somewhere around the Wednesday of this week in our countdown, so there's around four days to go in our countdown to Mission Accomplished. Okay, gotcha Dave. Right, so who's reading for us today? Well today we're back to our friend Ruby. Oh hi Ruby! Hello everyone. Today's reading is from Matthew 26 verses 6 to 16. Jesus was in Bethany. He was in the home of Simon, who had a skin disease. A woman came to Jesus with a special sealed jar of very expensive perfume. She poured the perfume on his head while he was at the table. When the disciples saw this, they became angry. Why this waste? they asked. The perfume could have been sold at high price. The money could have been given to the poor. Jesus was unaware of this, so he said to them, Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. You will always have poor people with you, but you will not always have me. She poured the perfume on my body to prepare me to be buried. What I'm about to tell you is true. What she has done will be told anywhere this good news is preached all over the world. It will be told in memory of her. One of the twelve disciples went to the chief priests. His name was Judas Iscariot. He asked, What will you give me if I hand Jesus over to you? So they counted out thirty silver coins for him. From then on, Judas watched for the right time to hand Jesus over to them. Thanks, Ruby. Okay, Dave. So pouring perfume on Jesus' head? Mm, Well, why? Well, Marvin, this wasn't just any perfume. This little container of perfume would have cost about one year's wages. That means if it had happened today, you'd be talking thousands and thousands of pounds. But this woman, she loved Jesus. She wanted to take what was probably the most precious thing she owned and not sell it like the disciples thought she should have, but actually use it on Jesus. She was showing how special Jesus was. He was worthy of such an incredibly precious gift. Okay, wow. Now, I don't think this woman knew what was coming Jesus' way in just two days' time, but Jesus did. And so he tells his disciples that what this woman has done is to prepare his body for burial. Now, remember, Marvin, even though Jesus has pretty much told them that he's going to die, that still just does not make sense to them. They believe that he's the Messiah. They had seen his miracles, his power, and they had watched Zechariah's prophecy about coming to Jerusalem on a donkey. Well, they had watched that come true with their own eyes. But in their heads, they still think of the Messiah as sitting on the throne of Israel just like David had done. They still couldn't understand this idea of the Messiah, God's chosen one, being killed. Right, okay. So they still don't see it coming, huh? They don't, but Judas, well, Judas is furious that this thing with the perfume has happened. Now, the Bible doesn't explain exactly why Judas did what he did, but from what we do know, it seems like Judas is generally pretty concerned about money. He was kind of the disciples' treasurer, the guy who would look after the money that people gave them. And so maybe, maybe he thought, well, okay, Jesus is going to be king, and if you're the guy who looks after the king's money, oh, well, yeah, you're probably going to be pretty rich too. That's right, and so maybe, and this is all guessing, but maybe it clicked with Judas that Jesus wasn't going to be that sort of king. Maybe he'd been following Jesus for three years, thinking at the end there would be a throne and treasure and that he'd be rich, and maybe suddenly he thought, hmm, that's not going to happen. Maybe those three years have been a waste, and so maybe if I go to the Pharisees, well, at least I can get something out of this. I don't know, but why ever he did it, whatever the reason was, he was angry with Jesus and decided he would betray him and hand him over to the very people who wanted to kill him. Oh, that's kind of sad, Dave. 
Yeah, it's really sad, Marvin. And now, the pieces have all just about moved into place. We're in the very last days of God's great rescue plan. Okay, yeah. Boys and girls, Jesus coming to save us, that is the greatest gift that has ever been given. If I give you a million pounds, 10 million pounds, all the money in the world, you could buy everything you could even think of. But you know, that still wouldn't come close to being worth what Jesus is worth. Being rich on earth might sound pretty fantastic, but you know what? It is absolute junk compared to spending eternity with God in heaven. The woman in today's reading, she realized that. And boys and girls, I hope that we do too. So today, thank God for the amazing, the incredible, the priceless gift of Jesus. Yeah, amen, Dave. Gosh, you know, I want to hear more of the story, but I also know that some terrible things are coming up too. Yeah, I know how you feel, Marvin. And you're right, some horrible things are coming up. But you know what? There are some absolutely great things coming too. There is plenty to look forward to. So let's leave it there for today, Marvin. We'll be back tomorrow as our countdown ticks even lower. Okay, yeah, great. Okay, well, bye everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave Josh. Dave.